Are y'all ready for the word? Let's share it today. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you today for this moment, this opportunity, God, that we've gathered once again. God, we gathered around the huddle, this huddle, God, that is giving us instructions on how to run the plays of our life and fulfill your plans for our life. And God, I just thank you for every moment that we share with you, how we able to not only hear, but heed to the instructions of you, God, and your word is giving those us uh, those instructions, God. If you ever have a desire, I believe to hear from the Lord, his words that is shared through the Bible is just vivid and understood as just that. And God, I'm just so grateful for those that have an ear to hear what you, the Spirit of the Lord, has to say to the church today. And God, I ask that you also will feed me on my feet. Give me clarity of your word today that lives will be touched, challenged, changed, and never the same. And God, I'm, I'm so, so grateful for your word today. Why? Because it's your word that makes us new. Your word that teaches us about you. So make it clear and make it plain. In Jesus' name, would you shout like you love them? Amen. 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 God bless them. Bless you. Amen. Y'all know what time it really is. Let me see them what? Amen. Put your Bibles in the air and wave them like you do care. Amen. I want to see. I, I thought about since the Super Bowl Sunday, we could do the Bible wave. Let me see. Let me try it over there. Over there. Start to do it. Ah! Okay, one more time, one more time. I like that, I like that, I like that, I like that. Ah! <laughs> that was tight, that was tight. One more time, one more time, right here, over this side, right here. Woo, Bob away, Bob away. Bob. One more time, go, 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 go. One more time, there you go, there you go, there you go, there you go. Come on, bless the Lord for your Bible. Bless your Lord. Man, that was awesome. That was cool. That was so great. Man, y'all got y'all Bibles too. Some of y'all were like. <laughs> Had your phone, turn your Bibles on. <laughs> Amen. God bless you all. Thank you so much. If you need a Bible, sing to the ushers. They'll be more than delighted to hook you on up, y'all, for real. Praise God today. Praise God today. Wonderful stuff, wonderful stuff. But we we in the word today. I, I wanna, uh, we, I've been sharing. Uh, give it up for our ushers too, y'all, as they readjust themselves. Amen. I'm just trying to see if anybody got on a winning jersey. Uh, <laughs> amen. I think I got on one. Um, <laughs> controversial. All right. <laughs> well. I'm grateful to God today to share uh, in this moment. I've been sharing this year, started this year off because we declare more in 24. Somebody shout, more in 24. <laughs> and because we declare more in 24, obviously, y'all, y'all going to hear some sermons and some messages to pull the more out of you. And so what I've been sharing over these last four weeks already since the beginning, matter of fact, the last Sunday of, of 2023, um, because we heard a word that says, I can't be the more the same me of 23 if I even expect more in 24. And so I want you to look at your neighbor real quickly and let them know, say, you've been made for more. 
You are made for more. And I want that understanding to be in every one of our spirits today. That I don't care what house you was raised in or what you did not have growing up. Man, when God dispatched you to this earth, he put so much in you to accomplish everything in life and godliness. And so there should be nothing that would stop you from fulfilling God's purpose in your life. Amen. So one of the things I wanted you to gain understanding of first and foremost in this year was that God, wisdom will be upon you. We pray for more wisdom. Somebody shout more wisdom. And I believe without a doubt in my mind and heart that more wisdom was manifested in so many lives, greater decisions and things of that nature happening and taking place in so many people's lives. I've seen even within my own personal thoughts more maturity and uh, even more wisdom to handle things that maybe once have gotten me out of character. Anybody seen God do that in your life? That's things that you may have responded to in a different way. Just a few weeks ago, you were responding differently after understanding how much and how essential God's wisdom is. And so on last week, we kind of transitioned. I told you I wanted to culminate that moment that segment of the series, but I want to move right into where I believe God has for us next, because one of the things that we are believing God for is not just for more wisdom. Once we've accomplished that and understand that when we ask God for more wisdom, the Bible says that he never gets tired or upset or even angry at us requesting more wisdom of him. But one of, one of the things that also led to believe is that when I gain more wisdom of God, when I know him better, I'm able to operate in his power. The power that he distributes, the same power the Bible talks about that raised Jesus from the grave is the same power that lives in every believer. So I want to talk just for a few moments. This is going to be probably the next segment of series for the next couple of weeks well, we'll be discussing from the subject or the highlight of more power. Somebody shout more power. More power. More wisdom. We talked about understanding God. But here is the result of you understanding God. The more you're going to see yourself operate with more of his power. Because sometimes we can feel powerless useless at times. Like, God, is, does my prayer work? I, I even know, even as a believer, that I, before I understood God the way I understand him, I done got down even on my knees and prayed my heart out, but felt like when I got up that nothing moved, that nothing happened. But I want to encourage you that after this series, I promise you that every time you proclaim and open your mouth with this understanding, you will feel power behind your proclamations. Now, there's no, I, I, I can even hear when God, sometimes when people ask me to pray or ask me to say something, I can sense the enemy in my ear like, you know you can't pray for that and believe that. I have to, I have to bind that voice and say, whatever I believe, I shall see. Whatever I proclaim, whatever I believe, when I, if I believe it in God, in Jesus, then it shall be done. Now, how do you get to that level of confidence? Because it, it don't come easy. Even, I mean, I'll tell you, as a pastor, I struggle with it every day. Because, because the enemy will remind you of your deficiencies, your inadequacies. 
He'll remind you who you once was. I told you that even on last week. That's what I love about God when I understand his wisdom because he don't hold my past against me. Thank you, Jesus. He's always looking at your future about who you will be if you gain more knowledge of him. That's why I'm telling you who you was last week. You could be better this week as you continue to grow in God. And I want to see more power. Somebody shout more power. So let me talk about power for a second. I'm not talking about the episode y'all like to watch on television. I'm not talking about that. Because <laughs> some of y'all got more power than that than this power in this word. You're like, I'm going to watch my your power ain't coming from no series. It's coming from God. Amen. Power is the ability to do something or act on something, not just in any old kind of way, but in a particular way. I want you to understand that power is particular. It's not just scattered. Power has the ability to act on, to change something in a particular way. What I also understand about power as well, that power is the capacity or the ability to directly influence the behavior of others or the course of events. So power is influence. That means it can change a situation. It can influence. That means it infects it to the point that the power that was exhibited is now presented in the thing or the object that was meant to change. But I also understood something about power that I like to really reference on a personal perspective is that power is something that is able to be turned on and off without ever interrupting the source. How many know if I turn these lights off in this sanctuary, it does not mean that there's no power coming to this building. I done seen power outages, and it don't mean that the source is out of power. That means that they're just an interruption. And so many times, even in our own personal life, we can experience some interruptions in our power. That it'll make us feel like the source has forsaken us, but God said, my power still stands. But it can be a disconnection from the grid of God that causes us that in certain situations that we can lose power. I found out that when sometimes when you add capacity to things that could be overwhelming, that it can interrupt it by you know, tripping a circuit. Now, one of the things I did in this building, man, when we was building it, I was very particular with the electricians about the power. Because sometimes power can cause interruptions, it can cause hums, it can cause loops. You can be grounded, but then you hear that hum and that interference that comes from an oversourced power source. So as I was thinking about these things, I, I just wanted to kind of elaborate on the essence of power, the ability to do something in a particular way, to have directly influence something, to see it change, a course of events, but also the off and on. Because that's sometimes what we feel like most of the time as believers, that sometimes we feel on and sometimes we feel off. But my desire over these next few weeks is that we will walk in consistent power. That we won't have static power moments. That we will be constantly connected to the source of God. That we will feel and experience his power in every area of our life. So for those that don't know, maybe you do or not, that I really like Superman. 
Um, so much so I decided to put them somewhere on my body. Um, but I really like Superman. I really do. And um, I, 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 I always kind of refer to it. And I, my dad, uh, he came up here to visit us um, a, a year or so ago on, on uh, his birthday, his 80th birthday. Uh, and uh, he was sharing with me. He was at the house. And he was like, uh, man, I, I, I got a chance to experience some of the things that happened behind the scenes. Because I know y'all see me up here, but there's a whole lot. This is like a morsel of ministry. Can I tell you that this sermon is about 10% of my ministry? Of what really happens? Like, so much go into all the other stuff that this is actually, I used to bet, I would mess with last night. This is like my break. I get a chance to come up here and share, like, remnants of the life. But it really happens behind the scenes. So much happened throughout the week that does not even, this is, like, yeah, this is an important moment, but it's actually a morsel of the overall arching of ministry. And when my dad was here, he got a chance to spend time with me for about a week. And he said, man, you really are like Superman. <laughs> he was messing with me. He said, man, I see you, you every, you, you here, you're in meetings, you, and I'm like, oh, man, I said, but I just like Superman because, you know, he's just my favorite uh, superhero. You know, but I thought about because, uh, 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 and one of my confessions, I share this all the time, is that, that, that uh, for some people that don't know, uh, I dream a lot. I dream a whole lot. And you probably have heard that I always dream with a cape on. In all my dreams, I got a cape. I got a cape on for everywhere I go. I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's, like, it's like automatic. I don't know why. I dream all the time, every night almost. And every time I got on the cape, it's like, it's like I put it on, like I know I'm, anybody dreaming, you know you be dreaming? Like, I know I'm in my dream. I was like, just put my cape on, make sure my cape, my, you know, and, and, and most honest confession is that, is that I'm really enamored, not with necessarily what people see in Superman, but I'm really uh, uh, um, enamored by his costume. And like I told you before that I, I always have my cape, but the cape in the costume is not what I'm mostly impressed with. What I really understand as I shared this is that I've shared on many occasions about this, but honestly, that's not the part of Superman's costume that I'm really enamored and impressed with because I discovered, and most of you all know, that Superman's costume is actually Clark Kent. Y'all hear what I just said? An insecure person. Somebody has really looked over. Like, I know y'all see the big S. That's who, that's who he comes out when he's saving everybody. But his actual costume is Clark Kent. He walks around in this insecure, overlooked person that may not look like he got a whole lot. They don't see all the stuff, all the things that happens behind the scenes. And so when I understood this, I like, God, that sounds like so many of us. Because sometimes people see the strong you, but don't understand what goes on behind the scenes. They see you show up for the occasion, but don't understand the process that goes on behind, goes on behind closed doors. Because it's going to be very hard for you to show up in power if you haven't been spending some private time in prayer. In your real costume, in your real position in life, maybe that's understanding for somebody because so many times people want to show up powerful but may not be spending some private time with God. 
What does it really look like? Is that what everybody see? Because people, see, because people don't like the Clark Kent because he don't get noticed. Lois Lane walk around him like he a nobody. Not knowing that she walking around the most powerful person. And as I was thinking about this, y'all, because that noise that we hear sometimes and the power that makes great impact in so many lives are the things that we really do in private. And one of the common things throughout all movies and every episode that I've watched involving superheroes is the evolving, somebody shout the evolving of their superpowers. It's like first there's a discovery and then most of the times there is a misuse. Then there comes maturity and then you'll see manifestation. Every person that came into this room and maybe you don't know Jesus, maybe you haven't experienced, but, but, but you got the power, but may not be mature enough to use it properly. So the first thing as you evolve in your calling and your will of God for your life, there's going to be a point that comes where you don't understand what you really got. And any time there's a lack of understanding, there's going to be a misuse of power. And that's what Christians got. You got you, we, we know, we know pl plenty of them that got just enough to be dangerous. They know just enough, but if you don't mature in it right, you won't see the manifestation of it the way God intended. And so that's one of the things that I noticed throughout all the, I love action movies, I love superhero movies, and all of them has a discovery and a, an evolving of or the maturity of that power. And I really want each of us to understand how to unlock and operate in our spiritual superpower. Somebody shout, I'm spiritually super powerful. Man, you got more power in, in you than you know. And if we can unlock that thing in this series, boy, I'm telling you, I'll be, I, you, you, won't, you, you won't have to wait for somebody to pray for you. Not, it ain't nothing wrong with coming, have people come and agree with, but you're going to have some power to pray some stuff off yourself. Amen. You won't be able to go into your own house and cast out demons. I'm serious. Because some of you don't understand that there's exorcism needed in your own home. But you're scared of the devil. If the enemy really showed up, some of us will leave our houses. We talk about him, but the devil is just as real as God is. But we don't understand the power as believers that we walk in, because we don't talk about that a whole lot. We, we, we got in a modern-day church, right? And we believe that all we got to do is come in here, cut the, check the block, but we deal with an enemy that we got power over. When Jesus rose from the grave, he rose with how much power? In where? Heaven and in earth and in hell. And so many times we as believers don't believe that. So the enemy is defeating us with things because of our lack of understanding and evolving in our spiritual superpower. The world, every day, we, we're afraid to stand up and, and stand for things. People have, you, you ask me what I believe, I would tell you without a doubt because I understand the word of God and I don't care what comes up against me, the power of God will always stand for me. 
Amen. Oh, people say, Pastor, you can't, you, you, you can't preach that. You can't say that. Because folks going to get mad and they ain't going to give you no money. I say, I ain't never counting on nobody money. My God shall supply all of my needs. <laughs> like, what? You want me to not say something about that? You say, Pastor, what's your stance on marriage? It's between man and a woman. That's it. <laughs> I don't believe nothing else. That's what the Bible says. And so many times we, what you believe about God? How many genders? It's two. Either you're a man or you're a woman. A boy, that's what I believe. Okay. Because when you start speaking the truth of God, the enemy gets upset. He wants you to compromise because every time you compromise, you pollute your power. I ain't talking against anything. I'm just saying what the word declares. And when you're speaking in power, I don't care what comes up against you. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says right now. So that you'll start being bold in your, some of y'all can't even tell your children the truth. You see it going on in your own home. Because we don't walk in power, the enemy has made us punks. I told you, this ain't going to be a series for uh, everybody. I told you, I got the kids up out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. We, become, we, can't even, we can't even speak up for what we see wrong in our own kids' life. So you start accepting stuff and then you become a compromising Christian. You ain't saying nothing to me today. Some of y'all may not come back after this one, but power going to be released today. Because I'm telling you, if you speak right against it with wisdom, I ain't going to just tell you what to say. Don't, just, don't, don't walk out of here and say, Father, start talking. No, you, you listen to the whole series. Gain wisdom for it. So that when that power comes, it comes with love, comes with understanding, comes with humility. I'm going to talk about all this stuff in a minute. I, I just want you to know that because sometimes we come to church and we just like to be pacified, propitiated, and not receive power. That changes situation. You got the power to change your circumstances. Amen, body? Okay. Ooh, y'all got quiet on me today. Jesus. I'm just speaking because throughout this segment, I'm uncovering different scriptures. I'm going to give you word that proves that the Lord's design for our life is for us to live a power-filled life. That the word says that my desire is for every believer to live a power-filled. Somebody shout power-filled. And I find out that being power-filled doesn't mean that you're perfect. It doesn't mean that you're purposed. You're intentional about certain things. And I want you to understand this because this is, this is shared from a perspective that I've learned and I've discovered that I had to battle through at times in order to get this understanding because many Christians claim for themselves only a minor portion of God's power in their life. And the power that he's made possible through Jesus Christ 
because of simply their ignorance of the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in them and wants for them to get through and to handle every situation in their life. I want you all to turn to the, in the Bible to Luke chapter 10, verse number 19. We'll start right here today. And over the next couple of weeks, man, uh, we'll see how this thing unfolds. Y'all all right? Amen. Say amen or something. Say amen. Okay, just in case. I want to make sure you're still up. Luke chapter 10, verse number 19. This is just, this, just the truth of it, man. This is, this is sometimes I, I feel like we're getting away. We get, now, I'm not, I, I don't bass any church or any, I, I'm talking about just, I'm talking about Rock Face Center. And sometimes we can just get away from certain things just for the convenience of the tickling ear. And then we'll miss, and, I, and, I, and I'm to be honest with you, I am so tired of believers not walking around with the authority and the power that God purposed them to do. Amen. Not on my watch. Maybe, maybe some, some other person may be okay with you just living below your privilege and they want you to depend on them all the time. Maybe some people like that kind of stuff. Not me. I'm an empower, not an enabler. What's that called? I'm a what? Empowerer. That's part of vision for me. It's to put power in you. It's, it's, it's part of my life. It's, it's, if I do anything differently, and I'm out of the will of God for this ministry, if I enable you and not empower you, Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Look what it says. It says, uh, my fact, I'm going to read 18 first. I had 19, but I'm going to read 19 right after that. It says, he replied. Somebody shout, he replied. I saw Satan, oh Jesus, fall like lightning from heaven. Verse number 19 says, I have given you authority. Another word for this word, authority, is where we get the word power. Power, exousia power. This is delegated authority power. The dunamis type of power, the power to blow stuff up, get it out your way type of power. I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome. Somebody shall overcome. Overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Somebody shall amen. And since Jesus was saying this to his disciples at this moment, he said, I saw I know the enemy been trying to come up against you, but he ain't above you no more. He said, I personally, this is the same true in God, the same Jesus that was in John 1 and 1, that was in the beginning was him, and the word was him, and he is the word. The same one is the part of the Godhead that saw Satan himself leave heaven to be cast on our feet. And so in this moment, he's trying to let the people know, he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. Jesus Christ. You know, I, I was looking at this thing because I, I hear people quote this all the time. Y'all heard this quote of snakes and scorpions. What do you mean? Snakes and scorpions. And, and to overcome all the power of the enemy, nothing will harm you. Let me remix this thing real quickly. The message says it like this. It said, Jesus said, I know, 
I saw Satan fall, a bolt of lightning out of the sky. See what I've given you, safe passage as you walk on snakes and scorpions and protection from every assault of the enemy. No one can put a hand on you. Somebody say amen to that. So this is important for us. This is the first understanding that I need for us to have in this room today because this segment of, of, of the message as we go back in the, in the chapter itself, uh, it, it, it talks about Jesus not only talking to his disciples, but Jesus was talking to, to 72. Somebody shout 72. Now this is important, y'all, because these were people that was following him. So Jesus was not just talking to those that were in his cloud, his, his club, but in his crowd, but in his, in, his, in his immediate circle. He wasn't talking to the 12. He was actually talking to 72. In other words, he added 60 more people to this equation. I love this because so many times people think that only those that walk close with Jesus got the power. Well, pastor, you got the power. Maybe the ministers around you got the power. But look at your neighbor and say, you got the power too. He made this very clear because he was discussing, I'm not just talking to those that are rolling close to me. He says that in the vicinity of my voice, I am giving power to 72, 60 plus other people to let you know that any person that follow me, that if you go out and do what I purpose you to do, that nothing that comes up against you will harm you. So sometimes we walk out of here, even after hearing a sermon or hearing pastor preach or hearing somebody deliver the word say, all right, I heard what you said, but I'm going to walk out of here like I ain't got no power. Now you'll leave this place like you can't do or you perform, you can't perform what you just heard. And some of us let the enemy trick us to understanding that we are powerless when God didn't just speak upon the pastor or a preacher, he spoke among the people. And this is so important for us to understand, y'all, because so many times we can feel like God ain't talking to us, and maybe he's sharing this with somebody else, and somebody else is walking around with the power, but I need somebody to declare over your life, I got the power. You have the power. So in this passage of Scripture, he talks to 72 of his followers to go ahead of him. Jesus said, I'm not about to go anywhere yet. I want you to go ahead of me because what you're going to do is make preparation for me. How many of every time we go away from this place and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with power and conviction, we make preparation for his coming? Every day, that's what we're doing, y'all. We're setting the stage for God's return. That every time you go out and share with gut conviction and with, with confidence that God is who he is and Jesus is who he declare he is, what you're doing is setting a stage and precedence for the power of God to be made manifested in your life, but also to make him known in the present age and the age to come. See, this verse spoke by Jesus to his disciples was instructions before he sent them out. Because I found out if, if, if God told us everything, right, that we would have to go through, most of us wouldn't do it. Amen. Anybody walking in your purpose and you wish God would have told you everything you had to do before you started? Most of us would have ran. If God would have, I'd be 100% honest with y'all, if God would have told me that everything I had to go through to pass a 
to be a part of what he purposed me to do, I probably would have hung this thing up 14 years ago when he first told me. But he made me a promise that I'll take care of you. I'll protect you. I'll walk with you wherever you go. And sometimes, y'all, let me tell you the truth. That's all you need from God is a promise that whatever you do for him, that you will be protected no matter what happens. Amen. Because if he shows you everything, you'll change your mind. But you can guarantee one thing is that whatever you do for God, God going to protect it. Amen. Anybody know what the old folks said when God said it at what? That settled it. It was a done deal. And if you're crazy enough to believe something like that, you can do anything that God purposed you to do. You can walk in the faith, you can walk in the confidence, and you'll walk in the will of God if just you believe that no matter where you go, no matter what challenge come upon your life, that God will protect you. And that's what his scripture does. What he was simply doing, before you went out, Jesus was empowering them. See, I want you to hear something. He said, I want you to know that I am empowering you to, and giving you, not only am I empowering you, but I'm giving you authority and power to carry out my mission. And I, I believe that's so important, y'all. That in order to fulfill God's mission and purpose in your life, you're going to need his power. But God said, I'm already giving you permission, and I'm already giving you the promise of empowerment and the authority to carry out my mission. See, this is an imagery. So he wanted, he wanted to create something because he know how scared people are of snakes. Amen. Anybody scared of snakes in here? I ain't talking about the snake in the pet shop. But most of what about scorpions? Yeah, so y'all understand this right here, right? Uh, so, so he used these two terminologies because the serpent was the first attempt. See, y'all are scared of the serpent that jumped out, but y'all ain't worried about the folks that taught you out of purpose. See, did you know that the first serpent came out, didn't bite? He just ran his mouth. Did y'all hear what I just said? See, y'all, y'all, see, we scared of snakes today because we think they're going to bite us. So, we, we, so, so what happened is that we're, not a, we, we're afraid of the bite, but we're not afraid of the conversation. Because I believe that most of us have not fulfilled our purpose because somebody talked you out of it. Somebody told you you couldn't. Were you, do you think anything going to come good from where you came from? Nobody else made it. How many of y'all heard that story before? Nobody, some of y'all are the first people to do everything. Graduate, own a house, buy a car. Some of y'all ain't never seen nobody in your life buy a brand new car off the car lot. But you were the first one to do it because you ain't let some serpent talk to you. You signed that deed on the house, why? Because you ain't let some serpent talk to you. And the scorpion represents the stuff that trip us up. That's why the Bible talks about that his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway because the light represents those things, that those creepy crawlers that come out of nowhere to try to trip up our walk because a lot of times you could be trying, you could believe what God said, you don't care what nobody else said, but you end up getting tripped up by your circumstances. Things come out and poison your purpose and your paths. I'm not talking to anybody today. 
But you got power over that stuff. Your word, that's why, that's why that people always thought your words have power because what you let enter your ear or what you let connect to your path. Because some folks, you got you to make sure you, you, you knock them off before you start to move. There's some people that can't go on a journey with you because they're going to be a, a, a scorpion. They're going to they gonna wait till you travel long enough, and then what happens is that they're going to sting you, and then they're going to walk into your purpose. Amen. You about to be able to act. You see, that's what God power to, it, it'll cause you to recognize stuff. Oh, man. Anybody wish you could have recognized him when you first saw him? You got caught up in the six-pack. You like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Anybody who that you could have recognized her, you, you, got, you saw that waist and that face. And it messed you up. Okay. Oh. <laughs> see, see, when Jesus was talking to him, he says that I don't care what, he was, he was metaphorically speaking to the people to make them aware and alert of the challenges. Because I'm telling you the truth. Can I tell you all the truth? The enemy usually don't mess with you until you start walking with God. He really don't even start. If the enemy ain't messing with you, it's because he already got you. If you don't feel no, okay, okay, let me be. If you ain't getting no attacks from the enemy, it's because he already got you. I'm going to be 100% with you. If you don't feel no opposition in your life, you don't feel no rejection, you don't feel like nothing going on and everything. You done drunk the Kool-Aid. You on his turn. He got you. His, his turns are smooth. He ain't going to fight against himself. The Bible just says, no, he ain't going to fight against you if you're with him. How's the body against the cell phone stand, a strong man? That's the devil you talk about. He ain't going to go against himself. He all gonna go, he only going to go against what's not with him. That's why I tell people, that's why I know Christianity, well, following Christ is the true one. Because we the only one got a known enemy. Ain't nobody else got an enemy called the devil. Nobody. What other, what other, what, what other group you know? And that's why he says, Jesus said, before you get going, let me tell you, I saw him fall. I saw him defeated already. Anybody see him defeated already? Jesus, Jesus. I'm, let me keep going. I'm, I'm trying to dissect this so you'll get some understanding. Because it's, it's an imagery. Because if you start seeing right, you're going to start operating right. You're going to start. You know, I was... Uh, I don't know what had me watching The Lion King. You told me this was going to come up in my sermon. You did. I, was, I, don't, I don't know why God led me to The Lion King uh, last night. I was on a plane, and I just kept watching. I kept, I said, God, why you got me? And, and the thing, the funny thing about life, it worked all the way through the airport. Like, I was on a plane, and then I was on my iPad. I said, well, this thing going to cut off when I leave. So I just said, well, you know what? I'm going to keep it in my hand. Earpiece in. Had my earpiece in. I was just watching it. And, and, and one, that thing, that thing just came, and my wife said, baby, God going to give you, I'm like, no, I ain't think, I'm just watching this movie. It just hit me just now. How, how Scar talked uh, Simba out of his purpose. Oh, y'all, y'all hear what I just said? Literally, he walked up to him and said, you don't know the power that's in you. Oh, y'all know it? Oh, oh, oh. I saw symbol in the scripture. Symbol. 
she said, I said, he said, he let, he let him go and convinced him to go to a place that was forbidden to try to cause him to walk out of his purpose. He convinced him, say, you already king. So start acting like one. Not knowing that he hadn't, he hadn't matured in it yet. And I said, man, look how he, that, that, that's how God, that's how the enemy does so many people that they, he knows the power that was in you at birth. But he'll talk you out of your power before you reach your potential. Cause you to run away from it because some of y'all just getting back to it. You've been running for a long time. But God said, I'm bringing your power back. Somebody shout, I'm bringing my power back. God bringing my power back. Amen. I don't know how that, that, that came up right then. Because look at the, the broader context of this. Suggests that Jesus is preparing us for the challenges that we will face so that we will not forsake proclaiming his kingdom. How many know the kingdom of God is at hand? Like, this is the word right here, y'all, to understand that we're not preaching sermons and giving message to make you feel good. We need to make sure you understand that the kingdom of God is at hand. Anybody believe that? Like, like when you look at the world and you look at the situation we're in, even as a world, the kingdom of God is at hand and he wanted us to understand that the message that we are to proclaim come hell high water challenges and adversity is that we should not ever forsake declaring the kingdom of God he is assuring us that we've been given the authority to confront and to overcome amen to that somebody because one of the things what you need to understand is this, is that God is saying to all of us in this scripture right here that he's not only given us the power to confront some stuff, because some, sometimes you know you have to face it to fix it. Amen. There's some problems in your life that won't just go away. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You can't keep going around the house ignoring your wife. You, amen. You can't keep going around the house ignoring your husband. You can't go around house ignoring your children and think the problem is going away. Sometimes you got to ask God, give me the power to confront this thing. Problem with enemies running rampant in some people's house because they don't have the power to just confront situations. This is the stupid stuff we say for the sake of argument. <laughs> Amen. Enemy that commission you to let that problem continue to the point that envy and strife is killing you in your relationships. And right now you have the power to confront some stuff because the enemy knows if you ever confront it, that thing gonna get fixed. Some of y'all holding up stuff right now. You're holding up your healing because you're afraid to confront some stuff. Let stuff just go, and it ain't getting better. Say amen, somebody. Amen. This is the power. Well, it just go away if I ignore it. No, it won't. It's going to manifest. It's going to grow roots. It's going to get steady. It's going to get comfortable. But so this, ain't, this ain't an easy series to teach. But you're going to walk around with power after this one. You have to face some stuff to fix it. Oh, and we don't like it to be faced. We like, hey, 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 go that talk. 
Let me talk with you about some large sheep. Y'all hate that word. Let me talk to you about. Can I talk to you for a few minutes? I got something to say. And you're on the edge of your seat, like, Lord, here we go. And some of y'all ain't said nothing yet. And that's why it hasn't changed yet. And that's what the scripture teaches us, y'all, that God has not only given us the power to confront, because he knows that when we confront it, we'll be able to overcome it. Jesus Christ. Ooh, my God. So this is what he offers us in this moment. Power, protection, and victory over opposition. Power, protection, and victory over our opposition. So just for a few moments, can I teach you how to use God's power? Somebody look at your name and say, how do you use God's power? First and foremost, in order to use God's power, you must use it in the name of Jesus. Amen to that, somebody. Not your mama name. Amen. You ain't going to get fixed in your mama name. Somebody shout, in the name of Jesus. You're going to have to declare it in the name of Jesus. I'm not talking about in your name we pray. See, they, they, they asked me to pray at ceremonies. They invite me out. They say, Pastor, you know, I, we asked you to pray, but, you know, um, I, I need you to pray. You know, I need you to keep it conservative. I said, you want me to lead Jesus out? Well, you don't want me to pray. Because ain't nobody else can do it but him. Who am I? What am I praying over? For you to get promoted in Buddha name? I'm praying for you to be healed in who name? Are y'all hearing me today? I know we, I, we, we get, I, I meet Christians that won't say the name of Jesus just to be politically correct. But things only change. God only responds at the name of Jesus. Like the only way to get God to respond to your circumstance, you got to put Jesus' name on it. You got to put some respect on his name. I promise you, when you put some name, respect on the name of Jesus, that's when enemies begin to flee. That's when things around you begin to happen at the name of Jesus. See, that's the, it's power in his name. Oh, y'all. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling hey, hey, praise the Lord in the name of Jesus. They had Zeus, whatever you want to say. No, put Jesus on it. I know folks got, they, they, they want to get, his name, his name, every time I say Jesus, something happened. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all, you, if you don't, you have been with the Lord for a while, you don't been held down at night. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. You can't move. You can't do nothing. The enemy trying to hold you down. But all you can do is thank the name of Jesus. And all of a sudden, your body. Okay, okay. Maybe I'm talking to some folks that are sophisticated and you ain't used to battling with no devil. But that devil respond to Jesus. I found out all you got to do is thank the name of Jesus. You got Jesus in your mind, God, to do some stuff. Jesus. The name of Jesus. 
That's why, that's why Philippians chapter 2, verse 10 through 11 says this. Why right here it says, at the, at the name of Jesus. How many, gonna, how many need? Every black knee, every white knee, every Puerto Rican knee, every Mexican knee, every brown knee, blue knees, ashy knee. Every knee, what? Shall bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and those under the earth and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of our Father. Somebody shout, in Jesus' name. It's power in his name. Breakthrough in his name. Deliverance in his name. Oh, somebody shout, Jesus! Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's where your power comes from right there. It's, it's not right there. It's not right there. It's not right there. I don't care, well, I don't care how I try to end something off. I'm going to say, Jesus got it. Jesus got it. Because the reason why you say his name, because that's who did it. Because somebody asked you what happened, who did that, you ought to shout, Jesus did it. Jesus did it. Jesus did it. Praise the name of Jesus. This is how you use your power. That's why he said, I'm giving you power. That's why Jesus was telling you, I saw. So I'm telling you to walk with confidence in my name. Another way to use God's power is for the glory of God. Somebody shout for his glory. It ain't for yours. Sometimes when we do stuff, we want folks to thank us when they should be thanking God. Amen to that. I know we like accolades. I know we like to be applauded. But how many know he deserves all the praise? When Jesus, at that moment, when, he, when you see that, when, 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 when the sisters came at, after he's spending four days on the road and came down to Bethany, Lazarus was in the grave, right? Y'all know Lazarus come forth right there? Y'all heard him say, Jesus simply said, he said, before I do this, let me make sure you understand who does it. He said, God, so that you will be glorified. Lazarus come forward. Because I find out, man, if you do things in other names, some other stuff may come out. Amen. When Jesus did it to glorify God, only what he asked for happened. Because he would have said, come forth, a whole lot of other folks probably just got you. He said, but God, that you will be glorified. Somebody shout, Jesus will be glorified. That's why 1 Corinthians chapter 10, let me make sure you get some word on this, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 31 says, so whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all, somebody shall all, all to the glory of God. This is how you're going to operate in your power rightly, is that you always understand, because you'll hear it in the weeks to come, man, we got to do it to glorify God. Next thing you need to do in order to operate and use your power, you need to do it with great humility, somebody shall great humility. Because there's nothing like pride that can block, warp, or dilute the power of God in your life. You can get self-centered. Because it's hard not to see God do some amazing things like you do and not to get beside yourself. That's how you know, because that's what happened to Satan. He saw what God was using him to do that he got beside himself. He thought that he should be glorified. And what I'm encouraging us to do to understand that we got to walk around with great humility in order to operate in the power of God. Because the more humble we become, the more power and anointing from God that will reside in us. How many know God can use you when you're humble? 
And I'm not talking about giving people some unauthentic humility by not doing what God told you to do to make people feel good about what they're not doing, but for you to always understand that if it had not been for God, I would not be where I'm at, and I'm going to always give him the glory for everything that happens through me. That'll always keep you humble. You can do some great and mighty things and remain humble. Some people think that you can't do nothing great and be humble. You got to make sure you always give glory to God, but always stay in a place where God can say, you know, I can trust you with what's next. First Peter chapter 5, verse number 5 says, In the way, in the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you, clothe yourself with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Anybody want God to show up in your life? Also, you got to approach God. When you're doing, when you're operating God's power, you got to operate with boldness. Somebody shout, I'm bold, I'm bold. You got to come with boldness. We should always remember that the kingdom of God is not a matter of just words. But we got to say some stuff in power. I know, I, 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 let me tell you something real quick. I, I need to say this because a lot of times, how many know that sometimes talk is cheap? Because you can talk about it but not be about it. Amen. I find out just because you open your mouth, the enemy knows whether or not you know God or not. He, he know your prayer life. He know your personal life. He keep track of the stuff you're trying to get rid of. I promise you. So you got to make sure that you ain't just talk, but you're walking around with power. Somebody shout amen. And this is important because bold, see what happens is that you can look like you're bold but really not confident. Because everything that's talking loud may not be saying nothing. Amen. I, I, mean, I, I love loud prayer and I like silent prayer. But most importantly, I like powerful prayer. I realize you ain't got to yell to get the power out. But if you yell, there should be some power there. And if you silent, if you pray eloquently, like, Lord Jesus. Amen. Because I know some of y'all think, I got to be this way to uh, walk away. Because sometimes you can just talk the talk. And I have no boldness about it. Amen. And I, 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 I will never want to discount that you can do both. But one thing you got to have is boldness. And this is important, y'all, because talk is cheap. But you got to have power behind it. Let me just line it up. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 20 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. You can say a whole lot and not say nothing. And so I want to encourage us that when the power of God is unleashed in our life, it will always accomplish the purpose in which it was intended. And lastly, I just want to give you one more thing before we get into this week, because this is the love week. Anytime you're going to operate in the power of God, make sure you operate in love. Somebody shout in love. And love doesn't cause you to not say nothing. It just causes you to say it without compromise. And I was sharing with you earlier, parents and people, sometimes in our life we don't, we don't have the power to say something it seems like our boldness have been stripped away from us. But if you want to make sure that whatever you're saying is from God, be sure that your heart is always operating in love. Somebody shout, love has to be behind it. Love has to be behind it. Love is the key that opens the kingdom of the heart of God. Everything that God does, when he does it with force or with 
light, with maybe lightness or, you know, not so, not so much force. He does it in love. Everything that we do. I know that sometimes parents, right? You know, I remember growing up, and I used to get, um, I ain't got spankers, I got whoopings. And I, I could never understood why they used to tell me I'm doing this because I love you. I never understood that till now. I do now. Anybody understand it now? You understand it now? Like, I, I, I didn't feel like love. But you understand the day that anything done, whether or not it, it hurts you or not in that moment, when it's done in love, it'll change you from that moment. And I want to make sure, y'all, that we understand that no matter what we do, no matter how we do it, above all else, we got to demonstrate the love of God because love is the key. Love is even what we represent this week. I know we're going into love week, and I want to make sure I give you just something to understand that love is your superpower. It, it makes all the other things that you do, it validates it. And it confirms it. I was reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. And it says, and now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is what? Is love. No matter how much faith you got. No matter how much hope for the future you have. Love overrides them all. And this is why this is so important because for sure, if we use God's power with love, everything will become possible for us. But here's the key, that this will be the determining factor, hear this y'all, of whether we use our power to become the victor or the villain. This is that fine thin line between when you got the power or whether or not you'll be a victor or a villain. And I remember watching so many episodes, it would be that terminating effect of your heart that would determine, will you use your power for good or would you use it for evil? Power always checks your heart. Authority will always check your heart. You see people that get into positions and you'll find out who they really are. They get a little money in their pocket you'll find out who people really are. They feel a sense of power. Your heart and your love will cause you to either use it or abuse it. And here's my desire that we always use the power of God properly. And we'll see some things over the next couple of weeks, y'all. They're going to show us where our power should be most prevalent and how we should present it in every situation of our life. But love is the key to using the power that be. And I ask you all every day, I pray that God's power, his peace, his love will overwhelm you so that you'll always be the victor and never the villain. That you'll always use the power of God for his glory and not your benefit. For his kingdom and not your own agenda. And today I pray that power falls fresh on each and every one of us in this moment. Love is the key to operating in God's power. Amen? Come on, let's get